Hey folks, Armin Hammer here, and we've gone through two days of the Mid-Atlantic CrossFit Challenge so far, and there's just the one final day remaining, but it's gonna be jam-packed of stuff. So let's take a look at what has happened so far and what we can expect from the final day. So going into the final day of the MAC, each division, the men's, the women's, and the teams, all of them have really interesting stories, but let's go ahead and start with the men's division. The current lead in the men's division is Will Morad, who last competed at the CrossFit Games in 2014, and he qualified that year out of a stacked central region, which included athletes like Rich Froning, Scott Panchuk, and Dan Bailey. So Will Morad has had the last few years not really the best competitive luck. He just hasn't been able to qualify through regionals, had a couple of injuries here and there, but has slowly been building himself back up and is clearly in very good shape, but he has not yet locked up this event because there's only less than 30 points between where Will Morad is in first and sixth place at the MAC right now. And going into a final day of competition, that's going to be three events and at least four scored segments. It's gonna be really interesting to see with that many points remaining, if some of the people so close behind Will Morad are gonna be able to make up that difference. And again, I wanna keep my eyes on Sam Quant, who is currently just a dozen points behind Will. What's interesting to me about the men's division here is the leading athletes, the top three going into the final event on day two, that Groundhog Day event with the double dumbbell cleans and toes to bar and double unders, those three athletes, Will Morad, Sam Quant, and Marquand Jones, all three of them essentially bombed that event, but it just wasn't enough differential between them to really make up any ground between uh, Sam Quan, Mark Quan, uh, jumping up above Will Morad in any way. In fact, what we saw was yet another CrossFit Games veteran, Paul Castillo, capitalize on those athletes bombing and jumping up into third place. So we really have this interesting race between a bunch of veteran athletes, some of whom already have locked up their positions at the games, that, that Sam Quant, Paul Castillo, they, they both really destroyed the Open. So they have their spots for the games essentially locked up at this point. But the uh, the race for Will Morad to take the spot or Marquand Jones to jump you know 20 points or so to get into that first place position is still relatively wide open with so many points available on the final day of competition. On the women's side, the MAC has essentially been the Danny Spiegel show. Now, if you've been following along this season, Danny Spiegel truly has been an athlete to watch and will continue to be an athlete to watch. She's competed at three other sanctioned events. Dubai, Wadapalooza, Strength and Depth has not placed lower than fifth at any of those events and she's unofficially the US national champion out of the open, so she's already qualified for the CrossFit Games, and yet here she is at the Mid-Atlantic CrossFit Challenge, crushing it, absolutely putting on a show. And the interesting thing to me here is that, you know, Danny Spiegel is really new to this sport. She competed at regionals last year, placed eighth, I believe, but still that that's not enough, right? And I think she's aware of that, which is why she's been going to so many of these sanctioned events. Imagine if each one of these has the feeling of something like regionals, for example. Many athletes will show up to regionals and they would compete, learn a, f a couple of lessons here and there, and if they didn't make it, then they would spend the entire remaining year qualifying and working towards getting to the next regionals where they'll learn some more lessons about competing at uh, you know that type of an event. What Danny Spiegel has done in 2019 
She's shown up to four sanctioned events at this point and has really gotten just years, years worth of live competitive experience versus some of the best CrossFitters in the world under her belt in such a short period of time, since December. I mean, we're literally talking about less than five or six months. She has packed years worth of live competitive experience into that time. And that it really shows because of how she was able to sort of play the game when it came to the Max Snatch and Max Clean Jerk event. She was calm. She was keeping an eye on her competitors to see exactly what weights they were gonna be lifting. She was able to pace out and really show that conditioning and her muscle endurance in that final event, the Groundhog Day event, with the double dumbbell cleans and the uh, toes to bar and, and double unders. It really has just been a, an awesome performance out of her. She's certainly an athlete to watch. And when she says that she's coming to the CrossFit Games not to participate but to compete, watching her at events like this I absolutely believe that. On the team side, we have a great race building up for the final day of competition between Invictus X and the Misfit team. Now, Invictus X, you should be familiar with them by now. That's Sam Dancer, uh, Holden Rethwill, Jen Dancer, and at the MAC, they've added Maddie Myers, who's, who's finally recovered from a string of injuries and is obviously still in great shape. And that Invictus X team, minus Maddie Myers, was on the podium at the CrossFit Games in 2018. Right behind them is Team Misfit, with his, which is Travis Williams' newest set of four athletes, four absolutely ridiculous, talented athletes, Travis Williams, Roy Gamboa, Jen Smith, and Alexis Johnson. It, it has been really cool to see these two teams go head-to-head -head across these, these uh, two days of competition so far, and with one day of competition remaining and lots of points still on the docket. I mean, we're talking two announced events and a third unannounced event. There's a lot there for them to make up that difference, and all it's going to take is a couple of slip-ups in one or two events and a team or two popping in in between them and suddenly you know they're either tied at the end of the weekend or within a couple of points of each other and I think this is probably one of the most interesting races of the entire weekend. So speaking of the final day, the teams, like I just said, they have two announced events and a third unannounced event. It's kind of the same thing for the individuals. There are two announced events and a third unannounced final, but those two announced events actually have three separate scored portions. And one of them was, was an event that I already talked about, which started with the 10 minutes of max calories on the assault bike and then a one minute rest into this triplet of running on the assault runner, sandbag carries, and handstand walk. And I think th that type of thing is really going to help separate that that thirty point difference between first and sixth. We're going to see a lot of those those games athletes, the athletes who have that experience on the air runner in a competitive situation, who have shown up to regionals and done really well on those implements. Those are the those are the athletes that are probably going to be excelling at these events. And I think it's only going to make that race on the men's side that much more interesting. But one thing I wanted to point out about the scoring, I talked about the programming when I did my preview video 
and I, I mentioned that I really like the programming. I, I think overall the programming looked like it could be really well-rounded, one of the best over the course of the sanctional season that we've seen so far, but there, there has been one huge glaring flaw in the programming, and that is actually a flaw with how they decided to score one of the events. So the event that kicked off the second day of competition at the MAC was a weightlifting max event. It was six minutes to find a one rep max snatch, and then six minutes to find a one rep max clean and jerk. And where the MAC made a mistake is by actually scoring those events, it was 50 points available for the max snatch, 50 points available for the max clean and jerk, and then 100 points available for the total. And that, I think, is a huge flaw in the scoring system. Because, listen, you don't have to sell me on weightlifting. I, I, I'm, I'm a believer. I love it. I love watching it. It's really exciting. It's exciting to watch weightlifters in the Olympics do it. It's exciting to watch weightlifting in CrossFit because it's something that we all participate in. It's just cool to see people lift a ton of weight. And at the same time, it's been in so many different sanctioned events. We've seen max snatches and max clean jerks show up at many different events for that very reason. Everyone loves to see it. But when you're scoring it in that way, when you're separating out the pieces and then also scoring the whole, what you're doing is creating redundancy in the points, something that should have and could have just very well been scored as a total and been worth 100 points, suddenly gets inflated to be twice as important on the leaderboard. And I really don't think there's any good argument to splitting it up. I think the fact that they were able to sort of like squelch in a hundred extra points there for whoever the best weightlifter was. That is a really challenging thing, I think, for a small field. You know, when you have only 20 competitors maximum showing up for an event like this, it's really challenging to, to argue that those extra hundred points should be there. Because what you want is you want to create events that are relatively well balanced. And what happens when you score the individual pieces as well as the total is you're putting a lot of weight on the weight lifting. And that is not really the best way of doing things. I don't, I don't think anyone would want to have that aggressive of a points bias for just being a very good weightlifter. While it's hard to say whether that is going to make a huge difference on the leaderboard, especially at the very top of the leaderboard, it's important to point it out because these are the types of lessons that every sanctioned event following and in the following seasons need to learn, need to understand in order to really just, just sort of sharpen their ax when it comes to the tools that they're using to finding and sending people to the CrossFit Games. Remember folks, there's a whole lot going on in our sport and it's easy to miss some of the most interesting and exciting stories. That is what I am here for. Thank you so much for all of your support. I really appreciate it. We got one day left in the Mac. And if you do like all of this type of content, if you like you know, hearing about these updates and stuff, please share the videos, subscribe, like the videos, tell your friends about it. Let's just keep this conversation going. Let's keep this community growing. And the next video that you see me in, I'm gonna be 30 years old. That's exciting. See you guys next time.